Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! From the earliest of ages and preschool cartoons to the edgiest adult cartoons around, TV cartoons not only shaped many of our childhoods, but also entertain and inform us way, way, way later in life. From the man whose clothes fall off after just taking off his bowler hat to a family of yellow humanoids with overbites, TV cartoons are for all ages. And here's our favourite fact hunter, Neil, with his top 10 facts about TV cartoons. Thank you very much, Pav. Here we go. In 1961, the Flintstones became more popular than ever after they advertised cigarettes on TV. <laughs> Sally Brown from the Peanuts cartoon was voiced by the Black Eyed Peas singer Fergie between 1984 and 1985. Never. <laughs> SpongeBob caused a stir in an episode making a joke about prison rape. Want to hear it? <laughs> The line was, don't drop the soap. Oh. <laughs> An episode of Tiny Toons was banned for showing them drunk. Apparently, the episode was done to warn kids of the dangers of alcohol. <laughs> when the UK stopped airing TV due to World War II, the last thing that was aired was a Mickey Mouse cartoon. After the war finished, the first show that played on TV was the same Mickey Mouse cartoon. <laughs> Mel Blanc, the voiceover artist from many of our favourite cartoon characters, has That's All Folks written on his tombstone. <laughs> the iconic characters of Beavis and Butthead were inspired by creator Mike Judge's childhood friends. According to Judge, Bobby Beavis was a kind of athletic kid who had lived three blocks from him during college. And Butthead's inspiration was a 12-year-old called himself Iron Butt because he would claim he never got injured by a kick to the arse. In the original He-Man cartoon of the 1980s, He-Man could not use his sword as it was an offensive weapon or punch or kick anyone due to the broadcast standards of the period. In fact, he was mostly non-violent and usually just outsmarted his enemies. <laughs> Walt Disney personally hated the Goofy character and found its cartoons to be stupid. And the only reason he didn't axe the character is that it gave work to so many animators. <laughs> 
And finally, yeah. in the French dub Simpsons, Homer's dough is translated to toe. Wow. Uh, well, there we go. There now, we are. Uh, really? Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas? Yeah, it yeah. is true. That's crazy. Well, we're here to talk TV cartoons. And when we thought of cartoons, we thought no one better than, uh, than he's a podcaster. He's a writer. He is a beacon of truth, hope and positivity. Ladies and gentlemen, Giles Paley Phillips, our pal Giles is with us hey. once again. Hey. Lovely, lovely to see you guys. Thanks for inviting me on this new podcast. I'm very well, excited. You know, you we, we literally just started this podcast so we could talk to you again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did. I literally just said to Pav, I said, uh, when Giles comes on, you always feel instantly better. No matter what, you just feel better. So thank you for well, that, Giles. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Yeah, I'm always mm-hmm. And you. you're not feeling too, we're, there's a couple of us here that's a little bit under the weather. Yeah, yeah, it's the that it's, the kids have gone back to school, so there's bugs around again. So yeah, yeah, that's right. We'll we'll battle through. We will battle through and talk <laughs> about TV cartoons. That's yeah. what we'll do. Uh, before we do, we have to. Uh, I'm, I'm I should have got the the Ghostbusters. We got one sign bite because uh, we've got another Patreon donator. Oh, so, fantastic! Uh, so thank you very much to Pavo Live HD, which is uh, a Twitch channel, and I and for all you know to be clear. And um, uh, what's the what's the official term for clarity or whatever it is? It's my son, but he wants me to push his Twitch channel, whatever that is. I don't know. I don't understand. I think you sit there and watch other people play computer games. I think is is that right, Giles? Ah, oh, we I talked to a um, we had Dom Jolly on the podcast recently, and he's just started a Twitch channel. Oh, right. And Jim and I, 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 I was aware of it, but I didn't know really what it is. Um, yeah, I think it is mainly just watching live video game playing, yeah. which still baffles me. I know. No, I mean, you know, like the, the the idea of watching someone else play a game when you could be going and playing the game yourself live. Yeah. Um, anyway, I have very many conversations with my children about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as much as I say I don't understand it, please go and follow Pavo Live HD on Twitch. Um, I will probably pop the the link in the show notes. Um, you know, if it keeps my boy happy and entertained, then uh, you know, he is thirty four, mind you. We should be out getting a job. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> right, but we're here for the main reason to talk to our, talk about our top ten TV cartoons. Um, and we're going to start with our guest. So, Giles, what is your number 10? Well, this was incredibly difficult to do this. Um, so I, I think when I've done kind of things like this before, it's always go with gut instincts. So it's kind of the, the ones I've chosen are literally just ones that popped into my head straight away. So at number 10, I've got Mask. Now, right. this, isn't, okay. this isn't Mask as in the Jim Carrey, because there was an animated series of of like spin-off from the movie mask this is yeah. mask which was in a sort of mid 80s this came out mask stands for i had to get it up on screen because I, I was thinking it does stand so it's got an acronym so it stands for mobile armored strike command command is with a k of course um <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have worked if it had been ms m-a-s-k um anyway so it's a it was a a French animated television series, but it was obviously that like very much um, American uh, voice cast. Uh, and it all centered around a guy called Mac Tracker, 
who had a yeah who basically is this um armored strike command uh is it like a a kind of i suppose special forces um kind of crew which he has all these kind of um militarized vehicles well the vehicles like, that, like normal vehicles but then can become militarized they've got um weapons in them or like so he's got a he's got like a trans am and the doors go up and it can fly so they're kind of like gadgety cars and trucks and you know they've got weapons in them and uh yeah they fight against this evil force called venom now venom is also supposed to be an acronym but there is no um there is no, there's no, no saying what there's it nothing is. online about what it is. <laughs> so um, whether they just didn't bother with the acronym for Venom, <laughs> I was just going to call it Venom. Yeah. Uh, vehicle. Uh, oh, let's not bother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they probably anyway. left it. They probably left it to the guy that did the, an acro- the acronym oh. for Matt. Oh, he's got it. He's got it. I've got it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I've seen it now. <laughs> it's, it's stretching it a little thing. It's called Vicious Evil Network of Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so the leader of the bad guys was called max mayhem and and they all had their own they all had their own vehicles as well and um so the idea the mask thing is that they all wore these sort of helmets these masks and there was a spin-off toy and i think the reason i loved it was because i had some of the toys and stuff which is you know in the 80s there was a lot of sort of spin-off cartoons Mm. and actually in my list there's a few uh spin-off kind of things that i used to enjoy getting the toys and then watching the cartoons as well i think it used to be broadcast on bbc one sort of after school sort of time yeah um, is it, yeah. it it's uh, sounds similar to like transformers that kind of thing very similar ilk to transformers and um gi joe which was right. a cartoon as well so very similar style of cartoon as well um yeah and i it was, I mean, it just, it was really entertaining. However, I did watch it. Yeah, I watched an episode in preparation for this. I've really taken this <laughs> seriously. Uh, I thought I need to go back and watch it. I mean, it, obviously it's, it's not, hasn't held up particularly well. Um, and also what got me was that um, there's a bit where they kind of call the alarm for all the guys to come and like, um, there's emergency and they all take all, but they've all got regular jobs. So it's a bit like the lifeboats volunteers. They just kind of like, there's a guy <laughs> spinning a pizza and he just drops it on the floor. And also that they just walk out of whatever they're doing. There's a, there's a guy in a, um, who's a, a teacher. He just walks out of the classroom. Um, <laughs> it's like really hilarious. And, and then they just go and they meet up and they, and they go and fight may, uh, the, yeah, the vicious evil network of mayhem. So yeah, I, it, I, it still gives me like the, the I did, not that long ago, look on eBay to see like if they you could still get hold of the toys. Oh, really? Um, and obviously they're very very expensive now because they're so collectible. But um, yeah, so I, I I quickly closed eBay because I thought mm. I'm not, I can't justify <laughs> spending eighty pounds on a, a very small plastic toy. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> see, I remember the toys well. I don't remember the TV series. Mm. That's the thing. I do remember seeing the toys around, but yeah. Mm. See, I can't remember either. To be perfectly honest, not? I honestly can't. I probably, if I looked at it and saw it, I, it might jog some memories, but but no, not for me. Okay, good one to start with. Then, uh, Giles, uh, Neil, what's your number ten? 
Well, mine's a, a real, let's go back in time, to the original Spider-Man animated series. I was a huge fan growing up. I mean, I don't need to relay the plot to anybody because it is the standard story that we've seen a million times before. But I used to absolutely get enthralled every week with the villains that he would fight. And I'm not too sure when the date was um, when this came out. Every week when it was on, I'd be glued to it. And so much so that they've now got it on Disney Plus and I've been watching them all again from really? the beginning. And I've been really enjoying it. Now, of course, it's dated and dated dreadfully, but it's still got that kitsch and I still think it's, yeah, I still think it's great fun. And I've been it, really enjoying watching them. It again. used to be the bit when you'd see Spider-Man and he'd be shooting his webs and just swinging but above the tops of the buildings. That's you it. wonder what he was shooting, his, what his webs were actually attaching to, mm. to swing. See? Quite often all the way through the, the thing, he'd suddenly fire off his web to get away from a situation, but you never see where he fires it. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, that was very close to me being in my top 10. Yeah. yeah. And of course, it has the iconic theme tune iconic as well, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. the Amazing Spider-Man theme tune is just... Well, they've recreated it for so you, godless. Sorry, sorry, Neil. Is that is this the the kind of sixties one? The the really old I think one? it was more seventies, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah, that one. It was sort of the end of the sixties into the seventies. They used to show it. It was always on the school holiday in the morning. Yeah, I can't mm. remember what channel it was on. Um, and I used to be glued to it. I used to find it mesmerizing. And I always remember after watching so many episodes that we were in. Um, like Debenhams or somewhere like that with my mum being forced to go shopping. And there was a Spider-Man mug with all the animated, like the Spider-Man himself and all the villains around the mug. And I managed to persuade her to buy me that. And I kept that until literally probably about 10 years ago when it accidentally broke. And now they're 80 pounds on eBay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. My number 10 is uh, a pretty new uh, cartoon. It's F is for Family. Oh yeah, which great. is on Netflix. Netflix, which is a uh, Bill Burr. Um, I'm halfway through series three at the moment, and um, as much as you can sort of say, well, it's very sort of Simpsonish Family Guy. I think it's a little bit more realistic than than those, but set in the seventies, um, and it's about Bill Burr. I think it's Bill Burr's family, isn't it? And it is, uh, yeah. his dad, and um, obviously we were very lucky to talk to Michael Price, who's a executive producer on The Simpsons, and also on f is for family it's 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 one of those ones that i like because there's no holes barred in it the language is as bad as it it wants to be it's not gonna it's not making any um apologies for how bad the language is and how near the knuckle the um the racism or the sexism or just how bad you know gross it can be it's just about real life and Mm. uh yeah that's that was a late uh, in fact spider-man was my number 10 and then I swapped it out for F is for Family because I think it's just one that I'm watching at the moment and really enjoying. So uh, that's my number 10. Right, number nine then, Giles. My number nine is Ren and Stimpy. Okay. Um, which is, uh, I think, was first aired probably on Nickelodeon. That's what I'm kind of thinking. It was a Nickelodeon show. Mm-hmm. But it was just, like, really weird. And I loved the weirdness of it. I mean, I'm a big fan of David Lynch. I think if David Lynch made a kid's cartoon show, it would be Ren and Stimpy. Um, And uh, yeah, and what I loved about it was like it had, obviously it was quite surreal and and strange, but they used to have like still pictures that they would flash up in like certain scenes. So there's, there's an episode I really love where Ren 
um, who is the Chihuahua character, and there's Stimpy's a cat. Um, Ren um, thinks he's getting old, basically, and he's sort of, you know, and he's like, oh, look, Stimpy, liver spots. And then these, like, liver spots start popping up on his hand. And, <laughs> and then there's, like, a still of him, like, and his teeth are falling out, and it's just this really gross and like the, the animation is amazing uh and i just loved it and i guess it was a bit of a precursor to things like uh spongebob um but much more weird and out there um and surreal and i just loved it i just used to find it. and the voices were incredible i mean the, both both voices for ren and, and stimpy and me and my friend used to always quote it um, yeah try and do mm. impersonations of ren and yeah <laughs> I noticed and very good. I will give you a round of applause for that. That was very good. You're so stupid, Stimpy. (laughs) (laughs) I'd actually forgotten about Ren and Stimpy. How stupid is that? Oh, dear. I I noticed on like my top 10, and then looking on like you go on Google and put Google top 10 comedies, uh, uh, cartoons. And I've I've left off some really big names of, uh, but because I've not watched them, like I've never Mm. watched Ren and Stimpy. Um, I'll I'll say just just out of the thing now. So never really got into Family Guy, you know. Never really watched. This is going to sound crazy. South Park, but I know that if I watched South Park, I'd really love it. I'd I watched. It, I remember watching it when it first came out and mm. thought, my God, this is amazing. And then just never watched it anymore. And there's what thirty seasons. Oh, it's still now? going, isn't it? Still, I think it's yeah. still, isn't it? Sort yeah. of up there with The Simpsons as. Mm on how many like series they've done and keep going and keep going. And I know I should start from the start. And, and so, you know, I've opened up to the fact that none of those are in my top 10. Um, and Ren and Stimpy is one of those ones where it's a little bit more on that line between children's and adult. It was, it mm. lent a little bit more over to adult, didn't it? I mean, it wasn't an adult cartoon, but it, but the themes, there was a lot of adult themes in it. Yeah. Like, you know, like things like aging and, and, and like there was, lo- like I say, it's lots of surreal. I mean, I'm trying to remember some of the other episodes. There's one where um, uh, Stimpy falls in love with a chicken and like he wants to marry the chicken and, and Ren really wants to eat the chicken. Nice. And like, you know, <laughs> and, and like there's this sort of two and every time, you know, like Ren keeps sneaking to try and steal the chicken and, and, and eat the chicken. Anyway, it, but it's quite like kind of gross and 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 very sort of but but actually quite a lot of pathos and poignancy in quite a lot of the episodes as well mm. so yeah I, I i really did love it um i've tried showing it to my kids and they're not as i think you need to, i think you do need to be old bit be a bit older i think um yeah i think i didn't get into watching it till i was like sort of 17 or 18 right right when you could do the impersonation well i could do the impersonation <laughs> yeah yeah right neil you're number nine uh mine's spongebob um now, this always surprises me that I put it in a top 10, in a sense, but uh, my kids became huge, sponge- they were huge Spongebob watchers, and then obviously looking after them, I ended up watching it and got hooked on it myself and found it a real cross between childish humour and humour for adults in there, and I think it's one of the funniest things out there that's aimed directly, probably is aimed directly for children, isn't it? Um, um, and then... Obviously, it went into the movies. I think the first movie is absolutely genius. Um, yeah. Is, just, that, is and, that with David Hasselhoff, the first movie? Yeah. Anyway, he's in both of them, actually. Oh, is he in both of yeah. them? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first movie. And Scarlett Johansson, she voices the princess, doesn't she, in the movie? But um, yeah, the episodes, there's, there's so much um, subtext underneath for the adults to pick up and laugh at and along with the kids. And I love a cartoon when they do that su- mm. successfully. I really do. It's, um, 
yeah, it makes it entertaining to watch. There's nothing worse than trudging off to the cinema with the kids to watch a cartoon and it's just for kids and you're mind-numbingly bored. But yeah, SpongeBob. And obviously the creator's died now, isn't he? He died young, didn't he? Um, um, but yeah, he's left behind a great legacy, for, I think. We were just literally watching SpongeBob before I came up to start there this you podcast. Go. Uh, and hilarious. It was an episode where um, there's this seal and he's got this like really strong tan and um, Patrick and SpongeBob are trying to get into this. Um, he's having like a disco and he won't mm. let anyone in if they haven't got the appropriate tan. And obviously SpongeBob and Patrick are quite, <laughs> yeah. quite pink and yellow. Um, so yeah, and SpongeBob gets put on a, uh, they, they try and um, get a sunbed sorted out and they both, and Patrick gets, perfectly tanned and then he, he these girls pick him up and he's like oh and he leaves spongebob in there for two hours and then spongebob's just and they get a bit like the ren and stimpy ones but they have those sort of steels that's it of like you know and yeah and it's just like him he's all like aged and wrinkled and his teeth are falling out <laughs> just, just brilliant yeah so funny very great great I have and, to and say like i said Patrick, the movies are, the movies are fantastic they are fantastic i have to say patrick is my favorite character yeah, just, yeah. yeah he's just a an angel <laughs> that yeah, keeps on yeah. giving. You never watched it, pal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. I've watched it. I, I, again, that was one of the ones that was close to being in my top 10. But it's like, you can't have them all in there, can you? No. Unfortunately. All right. My number 10 is Bojack Horseman. Um, I don't know if I've, any of you guys have, have seen this one, but this is Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Mm. It's another one of those ones that it's not overtly funny all the way through, but it's, and some of it is like really like painful to watch in regards to like relationships and stuff but but will arnett is so good and paul f tompkins is i'm a big fan of paul f tompkins um with his um improv and uh he does a podcast called freedom which is fantastic really really funny um so again it's one of those newer ones i think it's actually finished now again I'm, i think i'm on to series three i think they did five series and finished um on five or six series i think it was but i thoroughly recommend it it's got um the guy that played jesse in breaking bad i never remember his name aaron, aaron paul aaron, aaron, aaron paul. paul that's it well done yeah he's uh another a voice in it and uh it's really good uh, to sort of say what it's about just makes it sound absolutely ridiculous you know he is a, ho- a horse man that's an actor uh, and his best friend is like a dog who's an actor but they're in sort of human humanoid form but then his pa is a normal girl that he falls in love with it's just it's weird it's a, a weird mix of of stuff but um again i'm a massive fan of will arnett as well i think he's a great and got a great voice he's got a great voice yeah. for like radio and voiceovers and stuff so okay number eight then uh giles big mouth Ooh. oh i've got that at number six have you yeah. Right. I haven't got that at all because I've got no idea what it is. What's Big Mouth? <laughs> it's on <laughs> Netflix. Okay. Um do, do you want me to carry on? Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah carry on. Yeah, 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 carry yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll um, chip in. Yeah. So yeah, so it is um it's a yeah, Nick Kroll is the kind of I think is probably the showrunner, I guess, creator. Uh we're along with side some other people, and he's the main sort of voice actor in it. It's about two I guess it focuses on a couple of prepubescent kids at the beginning who suddenly enter puberty within the first episode and then they discover they one discovers he's got a puberty monster 
who uh, is kind of like this sort of satanic kind of <laughs> character who sort of trying to persuade him to get laid at every sort of second of the time. And uh, and it's just like, it's teenagers dealing with puberty, really, but it's incredibly funny, very dark, um, and just, yeah, hilarious. It's uh, it's just brilliantly, it's just brilliantly done, it's brilliantly animated, and I just think the whole kind of um, concept is has not been sort of done as such in, in anything before um, to really focus on that one particular area of... of of teenage life so yeah i think it's really really good it is it really is righteous i think it's so funny and the fact they don't mm. shy away from showing you whatever yeah is full-on is quite brave and funny but the duke ellington bits just make oh me it's so in, so in the in the in the um in the uh, attic i just roar with laughter the advice <laughs> he so gives good. it's one you really should watch pal okay yeah. and is it is it a, a sort of relatively new I think it's three series third, now. Yeah, third yeah. series has just been out this year, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, and it's and it develops. And yeah, the Duke is a bit hilarious. He's like a ghost in this attic. Yeah. <laughs> and he sort of gives like love a love advice and stuff. But yeah, it's just again the voice. A lot of these things like the voice cast is so good in it. Mm. Um, and yeah, and then yeah, you know, the puberty monster's voice is incredible. It's just so funny. <laughs> yeah. Of course, there's a female puberty monster as well. Yes. Right, you can imagine I, I what will, happens there. I will definitely give that a give that a look. And I that's highly on, ne- on Netflix, you said, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. All right then, uh, Neil, you're number eight. Danger Mouse. Let's go back to being uh, a child again. Uh, David Jason and uh, um, Terry. What's his name? <laughs> Terry Scott. That's Scott. my number seven, by the way. Just to let is you it? Know. Yeah. yeah, I just I was a huge fan of Danger Mouse. Um, and still really do like it. They remade it recently. Did you, are you aware no. of this? And did you yeah, watch it? I didn't watch it. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, David Jason and Terry Scott. Yeah, it didn't um, work. It really didn't work. It didn't have the charm and the, you know, the finesse of the original. So I, I just love the fact that you were basically watching a short Bond movie, but with a mouse. Yeah. Mm. That's all it Baron really was. Baron Greenback. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's yeah, it. was it Penfold, wasn't it? Penfold. Penfold, Penfold was yeah. Terry Scott, yeah. David Jason. Oh, was... crikey, Chief. There you go. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's just my, like him as that's well. <laughs> that's my impersonation. So that's mine. Giles has got his, Neil. Yeah. By, in the next sort of seven or eight places. Yeah, by the... Come up with your... <laughs> yeah, we'll have a go. We'll yeah. have a go. Um, okay, so, yeah, so that's my number seven. But my number eight is Banana Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eric which, nearly um, made my list. Yeah, which list. was um it was the goodies, wasn't it? That uh yeah the uh the voices of it. And I think as a as a kid, it was one that felt like I maybe shouldn't be watching this. I know you watch it now and it's really tame, but it felt very edgy. Mm. And it was, it also felt like it's obviously taking a little bit taking the piss out of Batman and an American style sort of superhero, but he's just a guy that eats a banana or whatever and then transforms into banana man and i just loved it there's this one and um one that didn't make it into my top 10 which was super ted were the two that i, I loved watching at the same time super ted mm-hmm. again had Derek griffiths and melvin john, hayes was it john pertwee super ted wasn't he? yeah i think you're right yeah, yeah, john pertwee, he, was, he, yeah. was he spotty yeah I think he was spotty yeah yeah and it was and they were they i think they came out sort of around the same time It'd be Banana Man and Super Ted. You'd sort of mm. watch together, but um, yeah, one of my one of my favourites from being a kid. That and sort of Spider Man were like the ones yeah. as a kid 
Um, and then apart from the classics, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later on. Um, okay, so Giles, your number seven. Number seven is Transformers. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. So again, I like bit my mask. It was I was really into the uh the toys and i think the toys came out first i think hasbro brought out the toys first and then they sort of created the world sort of after that sort of post the toys coming out and then they there was comic books and um the cartoon and then obviously they did there was an animated movie which was very good had awesome wells voice that's right yeah unicron mm. uh and then a dimoy and stuff so they had like you know great voice cast and then obviously they've done the pretty dire michael yeah. bay movies um that have come out more recently but i think back in the day it was it was great and i think there was the reason i chose it was again it was a nostalgia thing really it was me and about three or four friends were just deep and steeped in like the whole kind of me um the kind of um uh the mythology of it all and and the story backstory and we were just so sort of steeped in it and we used to get the comic books and um always used to put the movie on um the cartoon movie um which was actually really good and had it was quite edgy as well and it had a a, a classic 80s soundtrack it was just like the the whole film has got guitar solos underneath pretty much mm-hmm. um but again i like i really like the movie i think you know it's it's um it's really good so yeah that was a that was a big um a big one for me that i used to love watching and and probably would still happily watch watch that now really yeah um interestingly enough they obviously got back the the guy i can't remember the name of the guy but who did optimus prime's voice they got him to voice it in the movies didn't they the they did movies. yeah because um, it's so iconic again it's such a, an iconic voice so that, for that part um so yeah i think i was slightly too old and i missed all the things like the transformers because obviously i was massively into star wars the mm. star you know the star wars figures that came out and uh, when they first came out so i was playing with them not collecting them and putting them up on my wall like I've done now um 80 pounds off eBay those kind of things um but yeah I never really got into Transformers and even like the first movie was okay but the the rest of them were just to me just like the, the worst kind of cinema so you could never understand what was oh, going they're, on they're dreadful the, yeah the, the, yeah the movies are not good I, don't I can understand it. what you mean by getting caught up in the whole mythology mm. and especially when it's I think if you're being bombarded where you got toys comic books cartoons you know it's it's just you'd be soaking everything up aren't you yeah mm. yeah neil was you yeah. a fan i'm i think i was the same as you because i don't really recall it so i think it sort of passed me by maybe i was a bit older um i, I just yeah i knew of it but i didn't sort of indulge in it and maybe the same as you maybe it was star wars was in the way or spider-man or whatever mm. so i sort of missed it a bit although i was given a toy uh um randomly in one of my christmas presents what, last last year yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i always yeah. remember so what have is... i got this <laughs> randomly yeah but but i always thought to myself i'm a bit old to be getting toys now so maybe that's why yeah so when somebody did give it to me i genuinely did think i'm a bit old for this now i mean but the it... toys were great i mean mm. the toys were mm. really good you know the idea of transferring you know your um your truck or whatever into a, into a robot was just amazing, and I think the it was the movie really. Although I, you know, obviously, we, you know, this is TV cartoons. I love the TV cartoons, but the movie really was a bit of a set apart, really, because it was mm. went a bit darker and more serious. And um, I think it, you know, obviously, I'd by the time the movie came out, I was a bit older, so 
sort of it, it kind of grew with me. So I, yeah, I, I I really loved it as a kid. So yeah, I had to put it in the list. Mm. That's cool. Fair okay, enough. Neil, you're number seven. Futurama. Um, ah. Yeah. Futurama is my number one. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Oh, well, we'll, go, you, we'll let you talk about that. I mean, it could easily have been higher. Um, just fantastic uh, mm. comedy. I think it had a few hit and miss series. Um, some of the series weren't as strong as other series, but that happens all the time when it goes, isn't it? Unfortunately, it was cancelled far too early and then they brought it back, but it didn't come back in the same, to me, with the same style or uh, sort of writing. Um are you a fan, Pav? You know, that was another one of the ones that I put in with, like, Family Guy. It's one of those ones that I've watched a couple of episodes, but mm. not... Uh, but I know if I was to get and, say, watch a whole series, one after the other, I'd really enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's, I, a, it's the same kind of humour as The Simpsons. and Yeah, and each character is great. I mean, I've got fondness. Obviously, everybody should love Bender. He's just fantastic. But Zoidberg makes me laugh. Zoidberg is my favourite character. Yeah. Just the way he comes in and out sometimes <laughs> and the noises he makes. It's just yeah. fantastic. But yeah, it's just great Matt Groening. I, I mean, I was thinking about Matt Groening. I was thinking of, um, has anybody watched Disenchanted? Yeah, I've watched the first series and the kids have watched it. Um, I just wasn't, didn't, no, didn't do it for me. doesn't seem to have any of the charm like he brought no. into The Simpsons or just uh, and Futurama. It just feels a bit dead to me, but... Mm. Yeah, but Futurama, well worth watching this on Disney Plus, pal. Okay. What we'll do, Giles, is we'll let you talk about your number yeah. one when we're all talking about number ones. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay, right. So um, we've done my number seven, which was Danger Mouse. Um, so, Giles, your number six. Scooby-Doo. Hey. Ruby-roo. <laughs> There's another That's one. There's two impersonations. There. Oh, my yeah. God. Sorry, Neil. I probably stole your thunder oh, then. You're probably you typical Mike Yarwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, I've I've got really interested in like true crime and stuff, and not that Scooby Doo is true crime, but certainly that sort of sense of mystery that you know I really enjoy kind of mystery shows and things like that now, and listening to true crime podcasts and thing. I think that stems from Scooby Doo mm. and the the mystery, you know, obviously the mystery machine and 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 the show. But I'm talking about uh, not those one, not when Scrappy Doo came into it. That oh ruined no. It. Yeah, 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 that um, really did ruin the series. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm talking about the sort of earlier ones, probably the you know the first few series of it, where it was proper. It was a bit more, I don't know. Again, it was a little bit more sinister in parts. Um, and obviously the silly slapsticky stuff, but um, yeah, I just liked the the kind of mystery that you know around it, and yeah, I, I just it was just again one of those things as a as a nostalgic thing. I was just thinking of those early Scooby Doo's. I think we had like. I remember as a kid that we only had about four or five VHSs at home that we'd recorded stuff off the TV and there was always loads of Scooby-Doo episodes sort of. Mm. That obviously, that someone had recorded to put on when I was being a bit raucous and so I'll put, quickly put the, put the video, put a video on for him to watch and there was always Scooby-Doo on it. So I think it was, it sort of stayed with me a little bit. Yeah, there was some genuine sort of um, scary character designs of some of the mm. ghosts and stuff. I can remember, I think especially on the, the like the intro would it be yes. this new song? And they they show quick sort of flashes of ghosts and stuff. And mm. yeah, I can remember there were some that were quite unsettling. <laughs> yeah. No, they weren't genuine. Well, they were. They were. No, <laughs> genuinely, no, I, yeah. yeah. And I mean, Shaggy is obviously a stoner, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Oh, there's loads of innuendo to do with like, you know, because he's always hungry. He's always got the munchies, mm. isn't he? 
Um, so yeah, that, that again, like there was sort of like this sort of underlying sort of messages and 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 sort of subplots and stuff that only sort of adult watchers would have kind of got. Yeah, yeah. And what was the blonde bloke's name? Fred. Fred. Fred yeah. Fred and what was the? the... There was Wilma, uh, Daphne. Daphne. Yeah. Daphne. Yeah. So Fred and Daphne would always go off together, mm. and so yeah, yeah. Because when they did the movie, yeah. they cast it perfectly, didn't they? Yeah, I think. Yeah, they really did. Well, it was Freddie Prince Jr. wasn't it? As, yeah, it was, and yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Lillard as. Um... Well, that's a that's a nineties brat pack. <laughs> that yeah. is <laughs> absolutely. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Absolutely. Uh, right, Neil, you've done your number six. Which I have. My number six is Rick and Morty. Uh, that's uh, my number two. <laughs> oh, well, that's your number two. Um, yeah. I don't think... As apart from the obvious, there is a, a cartoon series that I started watching and sort of instantly thought, this is exactly me. This is exactly the sort of thing that I like. Um, again, from the, the animation to the characters to the sound, just everything about it is fantastic. I haven't got through all the series yet, 
but it's one of those things that I'd sort of almost like don't want to be waiting for another series. I'd rather be watching it, you know, mm. one episode every now and then, so that I've got them all the all the time instead of having to wait. If that makes mm. sense. Um, but yeah, that's 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 definitely uh, one of my favourites. So Rick and Morty. Well, so when I first saw it, it, it felt like it revitalised. It felt like when I first saw The Simpsons, and you thought, "Wow, what's yeah. this?" Yeah. Um, and the the writing in it and the the little sub jokes they put in there that are really wrong. If you listen to the people in the background, some of the things they're saying they shouldn't be saying. Yes. Like one in particular in the school, isn't it, where the girl says to the other girl, randomly, I love bukaki. <laughs> which is the most r- complete random thing. But it makes me raw. It's and that, have you seen um, it's, so, it's so layered that's the thing it's yeah so have you seen solar opposites which is his no, other one which is on no. fox uh, that's very much like rick and morty but with the gloves off if you know what right. i mean so we don't have the bleeps we don't have the everything's in <laughs> so everything's game but right. i'd highly recommend it. it's not as classic as rick and morty but it is funny okay all right, then we'll give that one a go. Uh, number five, that was my number six, wasn't it? Yeah, number five for you, then, Giles. Uh, Beavers and Bathead. <laughs> okay, uh, again, chosen because I think I was getting really into like rock music when that came out, and they always used to cut in obviously the MTV stuff. Mm. So you'd get like Alice in Chains would suddenly appear doing, um, doing a song like Wood or something, and then and then you'd, you'd go back to these two sort of weird characters who were just, yeah, I think it was just, I guess everyone knew someone who was like Beavis and Butthead at school. And it was just something that we always used to go around doing personal. I'm not going to do one. Um, <laughs> impersonations of Beavis and Butthead laughing. And yeah. And again, it was that sort of slightly surreal uh, kind of thing that I liked. And obviously, yeah, my judge has done loads of good stuff, you know, Hank, um, Henry the Hill is it Hank of the Hill? No, King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Yeah, Hill. Yeah, that's brilliant, isn't it? King of the Hill was his excellent. Um, yeah, just yeah, we love the animation style and stuff. And yeah, again, it was just something that we, we all wished to watch as mm. that, you know that that time in my life, probably like 16, 15, 16 ish. I mean, it got so yeah, successful it spawned a movie, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Didn't they come back though? Didn't they come back? Oh, I'm not sure. Long ago. Hmm. Don't know. I don't know if it would be so. It worked well then because it was that kind of, of MTV generation of its time. Yeah, very much so. And I think, yeah, I don't know if it would work so well now. No, we've moved on culturally, but yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't know. I I just have a sort of soft spot for it. Yeah. So I take it then, Neil, you haven't got that in your remaining. Well, Beavis and Butthead yeah. is one of the ones I moved in and out. It kept yeah. sort of appearing and disappearing because that was another one that I thought everybody would put that in their top ten, and I haven't got it in my top ten because I never. Again, never really watched it at the time, but I think you're right, Giles. I don't. I think it's of its time, definitely. Mm. That one. A lot of the ones that we've chosen, I think, are ones that would work. Sort of any. Well, I say, I say that Scooby Doo, I suppose, yeah, would work any time. But it definitely the way they dress feels like it's a sixties mm. stroke seventies sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, then Neil, you're number five. Family Guy. Um, yeah, that's, it took me a while to get into Family Guy Like you, Pav, I sort of let it pass me by And then um, somebody kept pestering me And saying, you really ought to watch it It's so up your street So I did start, they lent me the first series on box set And off I went And um, yeah, it's just really funny I think uh, Seth MacFarlane's never been Well, he's never been funnier, has he? Let's face it, the other stuff he does is a bit dubious But um <laughs> 
<laughs> but all the yeah, characters that Westerly in it, did was terrible, wasn't it? Once upon a time yeah. in the West, yeah, truly awful. I mean, no, Ted was thousand, terrible. One thousand yeah. ways to die in the West or something, wasn't it? There's something like that, isn't it? Like that, yeah, yeah, it was dreadful. But you know, Peter Griffin has become iconic now, hasn't he? He's mm. a bit like Homer. Everybody knows. <laughs> Good old there you go, there it is. There it is. Well done, Neil. Um, and all the other characters. I mean, there's. A few I mean, Neil, I will say that was a terrible Homer, but at least, yeah, yeah. At least yeah. you've got your impersonation out. We the way. just we tried, didn't we? But it's it's created spin-offs. The Cleveland shows a spin-off from Family mm. Guy, and the, um, and I find it again, they're not scared to have a go at what everybody else says you shouldn't have a go at. And I think it's really, really quite funny. Um, and I'm surprised you've never watched it, Pat, really. No, no, I'll tell you what, I think the reason was because it felt to me like it was trying to be like The Simpsons. And I know well, it's does, not. I know no. it's not. And I know it's a little bit more adult than, than The Simpsons. Oh, a lot more, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think that might have been the thing that that just put me off it. It's like, oh, it's, another, it's a family comedy. Mm. You've got like a, you know, a, a big father that's sort of like outspoken and drinks and... And that mm. kind of put me off. I again, I'm the same with Family Guy as I'm with Futurama and South Park and things like that. I know that if I watched it, I would probably love it. Yeah. So that's what I, you know, I've got too much TV to have to watch. That's the trouble. <laughs> that's <laughs> the thing, isn't it? It's too much to watch. Yeah. But the so Family much. Guy has a great crossover episode with The Simpsons. I, I have seen that. You have seen that. Yeah, one. and that that is really good. Yeah, yeah that is really good. Uh, right, my number five is is one from my childhood, Hong Kong Fooey. Hey. Number one super guy, <laughs> Hong Kong Fooey, quicker than the human eye. He's got style, a groovy style. Oh, I'm not going to. Not going to. I don't. I haven't watched it for probably about forty five years. <laughs> but what I remember about it was. It reminds me of school holidays. That that was yeah. it. You know, it was mm. either Christmas or it was summer. But even and even, I could probably just watch the opening credits on a loop, and it would take me back to 1977 or 1978, and him, you know, trying to get out of the uh, chest of drawers or whatever it is, the filing oh, cabinet yeah. and stuff like that. And it could be that's it. The <laughs> mild manager, mild oh. manager janitor. It's fantastic. I mean, like I say, I, I don't know how I get on with because didn't that have canned laughter in it? I think that had canned yes. laughter, didn't it? <clears throat> and I hate that's one thing I put in room was 101. It, yeah, was it Hanna Barbera then? It was, was Hanna Barbera. Yes. They did a lot of canned laughter in there. They did. Their show, they did. They? Yeah. So I think, like I say, that'd be in my room 101 is canned laughter. I hate oh, laughter. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But uh, but yeah, so that's my that's my number five. Okay. Uh, Giles, you're number four. Henry's cat. Wow, <laughs> that's a blast from the past. I've even forgotten yeah. about that. Henry, um, yeah, Bob um, Godfrey, who obviously did um, Rhubarb and Custard, yeah, 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 yeah. But Henry's cat was a sort of level up from that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was again, it was very surreal but and very funny. It just had it was just very funny. And I've actually shown the kids some episodes recently on YouTube, and they thought it was really funny as well. So I think it stood up actually. Um, yeah, and uh, just the the voices were, again were excellent, and uh, yeah, it, 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 not a lot happened in the episodes, but it was just just very funny. It just was very, uh, like I say, a lot more sophisticated than Rhubarb and Custard to a certain extent. Mm. Um, although obviously the animation style is very similar, um, but yeah, I just love that. And again, it's that it's not nostalgia for 
coming home from school and it being sort of almost being the first thing that you sort of put on when the, you got your school uniform off, you know, it was the first thing that you sort of switched on to. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's weird. Of... It's weird because, like, I, th- I don't know about anybody else, but but TV programs used to be like having a watch. Yeah. It used to be yeah. like, and like whether it's Henry's cat or I can remember when I was at school at 5.40 on BBC2, they used to show a Laurel and Hardy short. Mm. And that used to be tea time, right? Okay, so we 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 all yeah. the telev- television round. Laurel and Hardy's on, so we watch TV while we're having our tea because Laurel and Hardy are on at five forty. Then it would be the news, and so then it would be adult time, not yeah. that kind of adult time. But you know, <laughs> you know my mum and dad weren't sort of pervs because they loved the news that much. Yeah. So it's just that, like, so we're talking adult stuff now because it's the news. It's not stuff I yeah. understood, but it's weird. And then, like you say, I can remember. Holidays, Flash Gordon, first thing in the morning yeah. when I go up, have my breakfast, you know, the black and white Flash Gordon. Certainly. Instead of having a watch, that's, oh, do that. And then it's time to go out and go and play for like seven hours until it's time for tea. That's <laughs> so, that's so, back in the old days, kids. Oh, Google it. Um, <laughs> uh, right, and Neil, you're number four. Classic Tom and Jerry. Um, it's something I still watch today if, if it's mm-hmm. on or I see That's it or I use it. My number three. My number is three. It? Yeah, yeah. I just think it's timeless. And the animation in it, if you think how long ago it was originally made, it, the animation is still beautiful, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's incredible. Um, yeah. It is really, really good. Um, early Tom joy, and Jerry, though. Sorry, it, early it, Tom I and Jerry. I don't know whether they changed studios or something, but there was a particular point where it. Yeah, it completely it, changed. It changed and it, did, it just wasn't the same. But no. yeah, yeah. yeah I the, mean, it, the 40s, the 40s, 50s kind of era stuff is the yeah, thing. And yeah. it's gorgeous to watch. It's almost, and it is brutal, like absolutely mm. brutal. Yeah. You know, yeah. so imaginative. Oh, like it's the, fantastic. The, yeah, it's so imaginative that, you know, the the different um, sort of, like you say, the, the violent moments are just, mm. just magical. They really yeah. are, aren't they? You probably would never yeah. be allowed today. <laughs> no. And then, then, probably. then, obviously, then that leads on to Itchy and Scratchy. In the Simpsons, where yeah, they take yeah. it up another level, and I've always thought that they should have done a spin-off, just itchy and scratchy show like the Tom and Jerry show, like little five-minute cartoons or whatever. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. Um, anything else to say about Tom and Jerry, Neil? No, that's it. Just pure joy to watch. I still enjoy it now. I really do. Genuinely, put it on. If I've got five ten minutes, I'll chuck YouTube on and watch an episode. I think it's a joy. I yeah. really do. I mean, I think back in the day, those. Short films, well, they would have been short films, mm. won many Oscars and stuff. They were mm. very highly decorated. Yeah. You know, some of those, they were just masterpieces, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was one that I was, again, was something I about putting in, but um, kind of wish yeah. I had now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my number four, I've, I've sort of lumped this all together rather than picking specific ones, but is the Looney Tunes. So you've got your Bugs Bunny, your Daffy Duck, uh, well, just all of those characters. Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote. Um, Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn, Elmer Fudd. The whole... Freddy Gonzalez. Thank you very much. Any more for any more? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> again, I don't think that there was a, a dud one in any of those for years. And again, Mel Blanc, what an amazing... Like, yeah, voice artist. Voice artist he was. He was just like iconic in so many ways. But then... You knew his voice as soon as you heard a character. You thought, right, that's yeah. Mel. That's Mel Blank. Definitely Mel. Yeah. Blank. Um, I used to enjoy Looney Tunes. I know it's, it seems wrong now to bring his name up, but Rolf Harris's Cartoon Time. 
Oh, I used right. to absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. enjoy, love that yeah. show where he draw the picture and then you go in to watch the cartoon of the picture he drew. And that's, that's right. I used to absolutely love that program. Yeah. But they, yeah. And again, the artwork in them is fantastic. Mm. Same design, fantastic. So, okay. Number three from you then, Giles. South Park. Okay. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's legendary, but. Tell me why I should watch it. Well, firstly, Matt Stone and Trey Park are geniuses, I think. Comedy geniuses. Um, have you watched Team America? Yes. Yeah. Do you like do you like that? Film? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, hilarious. Okay, so yes. So like <laughs> South Park's that every week, pretty much. You know, right. I mean it's it, they are they are geniuses. I think um I know they've such recently signed some big um deal haven't they that's right like produce loads of new stuff so it's good it'd be good to see some more output from those guys but yeah i think again for me it was uh, a thing i remember it coming on to channel four which is the perfect channel for it to come on to and it was on kind of like maybe at like 11 o'clock at night Mm. and it was sort of thing you came in from the pub and you put it on and it was you know it became a big thing to watch south park you know um after you come back from the pub Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, and we used to like, you come back, we used to come back with mates and watch, we all watch South Park together and, and just laugh our heads off at it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, again, it's, it's weird. It's surreal. It's, um, it's near the knuckle quite a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, very, very good. Very, very funny. Um, mm. very cutting and very, um, yeah, just very initiative. I think when it came out. You know, like you know, we're, we're talking way before things like Family Guy and stuff. Who, mm. were, you know, Rick and Morty, you know, really edgy comedy in in an animation. You know, yeah. which hadn't really been done that much. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's not your number three or number one, then, Neil. No, I was in my list, but I thought I've I'm so early series that I've only ever watched. I thought I can't really justify because I wouldn't be able to talk about the the more up to date. I think I only sort of watched the first three series and loved it to death. And I think the movie is completely genius. Yeah. Oh, the movie's what, incredible. Yeah, one of the best musicals out there. Mm. Well, that's um, what those guys do brilliantly as well. They, the mm. music and stuff as well. I don't know if you've seen any of their other movies as well. They've done like a few other movies. Yeah. Uh, Basketball's not as good as some of that stuff. But yeah, they, they're brilliant at doing songs as well. Is, yeah, um, what was the other one? Orgasmatron was it? Yeah, got, yeah. It was something like that, wasn't it? And they'd they done did. a Western, they did a Western, which is a musical. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my mm. head, but yeah. And of course, um, the Book of Mormon as well, which uh, yeah, I think Book of is Mormon, which is absolutely guys, hilarious and wrong yeah. in every level. Yeah. So, yeah, so those guys are, you know, they've got an amazing track, track mm. record. Um, but yeah, get on it. Okay, uh, I will. <laughs> uh, right, Neil, you're number three. Batman, the animated series, Kevin Conroy. Um, Mark Hamill as the Joker. I just think it reinvented Batman after we we got the glimpse and the glory of <clears throat> Tim Burton's Batman, who re- reinstated the gothicness of it, and then they just carried it on with such a plomb in the the, the, the animated series. Um, I personally think Kevin Conroy is probably the best Batman. You know, just even though he's just a voice, I think he brings such depth and. Um, where he, he is Batman's voice to me when I, if I close my eyes, that's who I hear. Um, and the animation, it's just, I think it's wonderful. It's almost got the like the 1920s sort of noir look to it, yeah, which yeah. is wonderful. Um, 
Yeah, there's nothing not to love about it. I don't know whether you've watched it, Giles. Have you of those ones? Yeah, yeah, I love them, and, I, and actually, I like all the. I'm I'm always up for watching like the spin-off little kind of short movies and stuff that they've mm. done um, with various different voice artists involved. Yeah. But um, they've been great as well. I, you know, I'm really into all those. Yeah, they are. They're just superb, absolutely superb. So that's up there. That's something I still watch today. So yeah, didn't even think about that one to be honest. There you go. It got a Batman impersonation for us, Neil? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. No, that was the impersonation. Oh, was that? that, was that? Yeah, yeah, was that? that okay, was right. Uh, well, my number three, obviously, is Tom and Jerry, which I, I just said. So, Giles, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Love, Death and Robots. Wow. Which is on Netflix, which is an anthology series. Yeah. Um, And, uh, I mean, they use all different sort of animation techniques so it's not like traditional animation um executive produced by david fincher who's obviously wow. he's one of my favorite filmmakers yeah um so yeah it's got you know obviously good people behind it it's really interesting i guess it's mainly sci-fi kind of based um i guess to a certain extent some of it's a little bit black mirror there's a there's a kind of um yeah it's there's, there's a sort of a look at kind of like you know science fiction but like the world going wrong if certain things happen and you know mm. if the technology and stuff so uh, uh, there is sort of you know an emphasis on that but uh some of the animation is absolutely incredible i mean really like is. talking like the the most impressive cgi animation that you ever see i think i mean some of the stuff they're only kind of short they're normally sort of between i don't know 12 15 minutes some of them go up to about 20 minutes but yeah and again very sort of dark themes and interesting themes that they deal with yeah i mean i just was blown away by the first series and then the, the second series came out not that long ago so i've watched all those i mean you, it's the thing you can kind of watch them in, a, in an afternoon watch the whole lot so yeah i've really never do. heard of that one i completely forgot about it giles oh man i'm kicking myself because i think it's one of the best things netflix has done in a long time yeah it's, it's brilliant pav if you've never seen it some of them are literally like giles said are only about three minutes four minutes long all oh, right some are about 15 minutes long um yeah it's just a wonder to watch i'll just add it to the list of stuff i've got to watch <laughs> yeah. well, i mean another to thing. be fair it's you like can a dip movie, in and out as well can't you can yeah. dip in and out you if can, you want to you can dip in and out yeah you should, should never dip in and out but you can dip in and out that's another show let's not go but yeah so it's route. a joy it's an absolute <laughs> okay. joy all right, I shall have a look at that one. Uh, you've done your number two, Neil, with Rick and Morty. Uh, my number two is the one and only Johnny Bravo. Oh, <laughs> I nearly chose Johnny Bravo. I absolutely, even now, I, I watched a couple of episodes um, on YouTube a couple of nights ago and was absolutely wetting myself. It is just so good. It is just, it's childish. It's like, it's... I don't know. I, I don't know why I like it. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's childish. I don't know. But I just, it was, I love it. I just love yeah. Johnny Bravo. Um, why they never made a, like a, 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 you know, a movie of it, I don't know. I thought they did. No, I mean like a like a real life movie. They should have. Oh, right. Okay. Like, you know, who would got, play, who would they get though? Who would you reckon? Um, who could they get? I don't know. It needs to be someone that's got. I mean, I suppose with the way things go, it'd be The Rock, wouldn't it? It'd be Dwayne Johnson that would have to do because it. Because I was thinking Jim Carrey or someone, but then that, maybe that's too obvious. Yeah, it needs to be um, someone that's quite big, isn't it? Someone who's quite quite muscular. Yeah, quite... yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, it does need to be someone quite big. Ryan Reynolds, the voice, really. Yeah, someone who can do a good Elvis impersonation. So 
Maybe Bruce you, Campbell. Neil. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. I mean, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah. If, if they'd have done a movie in the 90s or something, Bruce Campbell would have been perfect. Just well, Bubba, I'm thinking Baba Hotep he played. I know yeah. he's an, an old yeah. Elvis. Yeah. But yeah. And that is a great performance. That is oh, a brilliant film. I love that it's, film. That is a great film. Oh, I it. I love that one. <laughs> right. So we've all done our number 10s to number 2s. So, Giles, would you like to run down your 10 to 2, please? Yes. What have I got? Mask, Ren and Stimpy. Oh, what did I do for number eight? Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's Transformers, right. Scooby Doo, Beavers and Butthead, Henry's Cat, South Park. Love Death and Robots. Right. Neil, what's your 10 to 2? So 10, Spider Man. Number nine, SpongeBob. Number eight, Danger Mouse. Number seven, Futurama. Number six, Big Mouth. <clears throat> number five, Family Guy. Number four, Tom and Jerry. Number three, Batman. And number two, Rick and Morty. Okay, mine is number 10, F is for Family, 9, Bojack Horseman, 8, Banana Man, 7, Danger Mouse, 6, Rick and Morty, 5, Hong Kong Fooey, number 1, Super Guy, 4, Looney Tunes, 3, Tom and Jerry, 2, Johnny Bravo. So, Giles, what's your number 1 TV comedy? Uh, you have already given us it, so it's a bit of a spoiler, but uh, give yeah. us it again. Futurama. Okay. Yeah. It, I, I just think, I know, and I noticed that... Um, the Simpsons is is missing from my um my list, and I love The Simpsons, I do love it. But Futurama just always was, just got me more for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know because I mean I like science fiction, so maybe that that was it. But and I think my mate Dave and I are really both really really into it, and our kids have all got into it as well. So his kids really like it, and our kids really like it. And uh, yeah, and I've I had I bought I remember buying all the DVDs mm. as well. So I used to yeah just had it. Um, and used to watch it on, you know, whenever I was having a loose moment, I think, oh, I'll just stick on a future armor, you know. And uh, yeah, now obviously they're all on Disney, so I can watch them on that. But yeah, there's just so much originality. And I think, like the, we said earlier, the, the characters are all individually so brilliant. Mm. Um, and just, yeah, just the concepts and ideas that come up. Again, another brilliant voice cast. Um, I mean, Zach Brannigan is one of the greatest. Um, <laughs> characters of all time in my opinion yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, it's just so great and uh, like you say it's classic Matt Groening um, but I think he was able to and also I think we sort of said earlier it, it had had its troubles you know it mm. got cancelled I think it's been cancelled twice yeah and renewed uh, and I think you know that sort of fighting spirit it's had it's a bit of you know it's almost like the Simpsons sort of like little um little brother or sister that's mm. kind of like people don't really care about so much and i think it's always been yeah i've always loved it more than the simpsons i have to say so yeah that had it had to be my number one okay neil what's your number one speaking about groaning it is the simpsons <laughs> it really is um to me it's a joy i still love it now the new series and everything it's my number um, one as well let me just yeah, uh, for total clarity i yeah. just think the writing the same with futurama the writing that goes on in that is just genius there's never not a funny moment in an episode mm. you know yeah. to get that hit rate is very rare isn't it especially how long they've been going um and, and again, the fact the that point. their world now after 30 odd years is so dense it's like yeah. there isn't any background players in it every there's every character in the simpsons in springfield is a character yeah, you will know absolutely. and they've all got their own story which i love 
Mm. But yeah, the voice actors are all perfect, aren't they? Although I believe Harry Shearer has now left The Simpsons. No, really? Apparently so, yeah. He's oh. sort of, so we'll be getting like a new Harry Mr. Shearer. Burns. Mm. Yeah. And also they've had to do this thing where like, obviously Hank Azaria is not voicing Apu anymore. Mm. Harry Shearer, Shearer isn't, well, obviously wouldn't be voicing the Doctor anymore. So they're being all mm. like race appropriate now and sex appropriate with the characters. Whether that's going to make it any better or worse, I I don't know. But you know, they got those sort of things. You got things were totally different thirty five years ago, whatever it was yeah. when the Simpsons Simpsons started. But I'm the same as you, Neil. I don't think any show after thirty five or whatever it is seasons, and you still get at least maybe six or seven good laughs in an episode. Yeah, is amazing. It's you know. Totally amazing, and um, well, I think well, you know, obviously, I haven't put it on my list, and it is it is a brilliant show. But I think what you could have an argument for it, not just being the greatest anima- TV animation, but also just the greatest sitcom. Yeah, yeah, ever, yeah. You know, out and out sitcom, and actually, yeah. the animation is just you know, obviously, it's a different way. But like, yeah, it is it is a fantastic show, and um, you know, obviously, I, I've I've not put it on my list, but I I, I regret it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the thing is, I, I'm really surprised. I thought there would be a, a lot more duplicates in yeah. in in these three top tens, um, where there is a couple at best. I think Futurama, Danger Mouse, The Simpsons, Rick and Morty. Top, oh, there's quite a few actually. When I started, <laughs> <laughs> when I started the any, I mean, yeah. and I would like. I forgot about that love, death, and robots, and I'm really kicking myself about that. Oh dear. Right. So we've got some honorable mentions here from some uh, people on Facebook and Twitter. Stu Grant had He Man and the Masters of the Universe, The Real Ghostbusters, Charlton and the Wheelies. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hello, little old lady. Remember that one? <laughs> uh, Batman, Teen Titans, Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Remember that one? Nope. No. Okay. Uh, Danger Mice, The Hollow, Invincible, which is the new. Have you, has anybody seen any of that? Oh, that's on um, Amazon, isn't it? That one. Yeah, no, that's I've the new one it. done by Robert Kirkman. And I can remember watching the first episode, and it's an 18 certificate. And um, this might be spoilers, but it's all about um, if uh, superheroes are on, on the earth, and this one kid is the son of a superhero, and his powers are just starting to, to come in. And I can remember reading and hearing reviews about it, and they're saying, oh, my God, it's so bloodthirsty and gory. And I'm watching like 40 minutes of this first episode and I thought, well, this is shit. There's nothing. <laughs> and then the last five minutes just goes total like Kill Bill. <laughs> it's like, you know, legs being ripped off, eyes being pulled out of their sockets. And I thought, oh, my God, this is absolutely mental. And then and did the, you stick with it? Well, I watched the next sort of three episodes and it didn't quite grab me after that. Right. Yeah. So, you know. Um, Sounds like the there, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? It sounds a little bit like the boys. In a it, is, it is a little bit like that, yeah. Yeah, in regards to it's sort of being real world and there are right. superheroes, yeah. Um, and a Sport Billy. Remember Sport Billy? No, Terror Hawks, okay? Yeah, yeah. Terror yeah. well, Hawks was more like... That was more yeah, puppets. puppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Stu. We will, we will scrub that one. Uh, Helena uh, White said the Snorks. Blooming loved it as a kid. The Simpsons, the Poddington Peas. Ah, oh, down at the bottom of the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Puff the Magic Dragon, Rugrats, DuckTales, Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, Flintstones, the Wild Thornberries. 
Uh, Darren Brown said, I've been waiting for this one. Thundercats, obviously. That's Darren Brown, yeah. the Thundercat, mm. the wrestler. Uh, Karen Clark said, Musket Hounds. So that was Dog Tanyan and the Musket Hounds. It yes. was, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Yeah, Paul said SpongeBob. Nicole said Yvonne and the Yukon. You remember that one? Don't know what that is. No, uh, Alice from uh, Just Films and that podcast. Uh, Futurama, South Park, Bojack, Centaur World, Rugrats, Farthingwood. I was going to say Farthingwood. <laughs> yeah, oh, the animals are Farthingwood. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. seemed to go on for an age, didn't it? Like Jess? wherever they were trying to get to. It just took them like years. Right, right, right. Cotswold Curiosities on Facebook said, Show my age, but I love Battle of the Planets. Can you remember that one? Oh, yeah, I do I remember, remember that. that. Yeah. I used to love that. Yeah. Because, well, I can't remember what, wasn't there a weird sort of boy that would just go bloop, 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 like that? A bit like Jack Douglas, like a young Jack Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Kids. Topical. <laughs> Google Jack Douglas on YouTube. <laughs> boy, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, carry on films. And carry yeah. on films. Yeah. Phil James said, Gotta be Animaniacs. Um, I'd class that as sort of that's like Looney Tunes, isn't it? Animaniacs, mm. no, maybe not. Baby versions a, of them, isn't Steven it? Spielberg one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. has anyone uh, put has anyone put raccoons? No, oh, so that nearly made my list. Civil Sneer, do you remember the raccoons? Oh, that name rings a bell, yeah. Civil Sneer, Cyril but, Sneer, yeah. There was like these raccoons, and there was a family of raccoons or mates, and uh, yeah, there was a bad guy called Civil Sneer. Who's, didn't really know what he was. I think he was, I guess he was like a pig. Right. Um, but he had like this sort of long nose and a, that I used to watch that all the time. That does yeah. ring a bell. No, I don't remember that. Um, Tom Prosser says 90s X-Men uh, and our pal Leon said Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. So there you go. Um, of course, I forgot about Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain, another one you see. Oh. I mean, you got things like Powerpuff Girls. I used to watch a lot of that because of my daughters and Dexter's Laboratory was another one. Mm. The other one, see, Clone Wars, the big yeah. Star Wars fan that I am. I never got into it. It just seemed a little bit too kiddified for me, but there's some real dark episodes. But as a whole, my, I couldn't. My youngest loves Clone Wars. Right. And the Bad Batch as well. He's really loved the Bad yeah. Batch, which came right. out recently as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's it. We've done our top 10. Well done, Giles. Thank you well, very thank much. Thank you. It was really hard to do it. Yeah, it always sounds like it's easy when you you got is, the blank bit yeah. of paper in front of you, but then you try and work it out and you think, nah. This and it changes all week. When yeah, you do and it. I just did my yeah. I went with sort of wrote down my gut instincts and then started thinking about it more, and then it was yeah. Then it was difficult. Sleepless nights. Was <laughs> it? Was it? Honestly, was sleepless nights. I keep I've been thinking about animation for the last three or four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> So how's uh, how's everything going with you then, Charles? In regards to the podcast, still uh, going well? Yeah, yeah, still plodding along. Yeah, we've got some great guests coming up, and uh, yeah, still enjoying doing it. You know, it's a lovely thing doing po- making the podcast. So yeah, really enjoy doing it. Still. So this is uh, blank pod, obviously. Yeah, um, uh, you very kindly spent time with us on our uh, other podcast, of this country podcast, but it's the first mm. time on this one. So do you want to let everybody know just what it's about? So yeah, Blank Podcast is about, we talk to sort of well-known people about um, their lives and careers and then any difficult moments they kind of have along the way. And that kind of comes out in our, we try and keep the the, the conversation is quite relaxed and, and chatty. And, you know, we kind of organically find those moments as we, as we start talking. So 
yeah, it's a really relaxed podcast, and I do it with my um, my good friend Jim Daly, who's a stand up comedian, and and um, yeah, we talk to all sorts of uh, well known people. We've been very lucky with the the array of guests we've had on on the podcast. Wonderful. We'll put the link in the in the show, you. obviously, and um, we'll also put the link into your book as well. Um, That's like I've said before that I've, I've read it. It's uh, wonderful, and obviously. Go and follow Giles on, on Twitter because with all the shit that's on Twitter, he is that little sliver of light and positivity there. Um, I will put the link to uh, Giles' Twitter page uh, on the show notes as well because um, if there's one person you should follow on Twitter, it's us, obviously. If there's another person, you should follow, <laughs> you should follow Giles. Um, right, Neil, Thanks, do you want to go? That's all right, no problem. Go through all the bump, mate, just to let everybody know what they can do with us. Absolutely. So you can find us on all the social media sites at Top 10 Pods. That's T O P T E N Pods. You can email us at top 10 pods at hotmail.com and likewise come and help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods, where you can get rewards such as our episodes super early, bonus episodes, behind the scenes videos, and even a chance to be a guest on your very own episode. Check out all of our links via the link tree. You can find the link in the show notes. And please come and subscribe. Leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts or subscribe and follow on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And like we said before, please do listen to Giles's podcast. You won't regret it. Yes, wonderful. Uh, that's it for another episode. Uh, so it just leaves me to say thank you once again. It is never a chore talking to you giles we love oh, it so thanks, much guys. um and we hope that if we can think of another subject you'll come and join us again oh i'd love to awesome that is wonderful awesome. so thank you very much giles thank you giles thank, thank you, you very much neil thank you Pav. and let's start the countdown 10 Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.